again, I believe anyone can benefit from therapy. Mm -hmm. And how you really know too is when you've been struggling with something on your own for so long and you've tried to figure it out on your own through talking through friends, self-help books, Mm -hmm. um, just pretending it might go away and that problem doesn't go away. It's always just sitting there. That's how you know you do intervention in someone else's perspective. Welcome to the Stress Less Podcast by Total Life Counseling Center. I'm Jim West, the president of Total Life Counseling Center. And I'm Dana West, vice president of the center as well. And we're both licensed therapists. Yes, that we talked about that in the last podcast, how that gets a little weird sometimes. People ask us, how does that work, right? Uh, being counselors, and it's great. It's awesome because we do actually listen and empathize like we talked about. Uh, today we're going to talk about is therapy for me like is it for you is it for like who's therapy for and so i think you know like a lot of you know people just go like you know how far does it have to go like how bad does it have to be you know like what are you know the symptoms we're going to be you know discussing some of those things in this talk as well but you know so hopefully this will be helpful to you or maybe to someone else that you could share this with you know to to find out if you know if uh, counseling is good for you so Dana, like, how would you how would you approach this question? How would you answer that? For me, I believe anyone can benefit from counseling and therapy. We're trying to realize a lot of people think my life isn't as bad as so and so's, or I haven't been through this. I don't need counseling. I can handle this on my own. And unfortunately, um, people don't get help because they compare themselves to other people and believe mm. I'm not this extreme case of mental health where reality is i would say especially in a private practice Mm -hmm. setting i call it that most of my clients is what i call the worried well meaning they have stability in their lives they have Mm -hmm. some form of stability they could be working their finances could be okay but relationally they're Mm -hmm. struggling or their own Mm -hmm. mental health and how Mm -hmm. they view themselves and the world Mm -hmm. or they're suffering from depressive or anxiety thoughts Um, They need help and assistance as well. And so we want to break that barrier that it's not like when we think about mental health, some people think it's like an actual psych ward or Mm. really crisis extreme situations. Mm. But therapy is for those situations as well, but it's really for all different Mm. life issues. You know, I remember there was an author who uh, wrote a lot of couples books and uh, his wife said that we need to go to counseling 12 sessions a year and he and they negotiated uh, six sessions a year because it was so hard for her having this famous author in a marriage counselor as her um, spouse because she didn't think that he would listen so they went to counseling how cool was that uh, that they made a deal to do that every you know just to be proactive even if there wasn't a major problem they went just for maintenance so there's those people that wait till there's an extreme they wait till things are so bad that it may not in fact i know a lot of couples wait the men oftentimes not always wait way too long to get help and uh and then the the, the women are think that are, that it's done and in a lot of those cases i mean you've seen them like when they come in like what how do you how does that go when they come in that late so um not well Honestly, so mm-hmm. I think being proactive, especially in a relationship, is mm-hmm. essential. I love premarital counseling. I know we personally did mm-hmm. it, and it was so helpful because you discuss and you talk about issues, 
you don't even realize could potentially become issues later sure. or things that you didn't really even realize about each other that mm-hmm. maybe was something you were dreaming about or wanted or mm-hmm. you had a resentment about. And resentment is the number one offender for addictions So as well as in marriage. Mm. If we don't work through past hurt or pain, I've worked with couples that were married for 30 years and they're bringing stuff up from the first few years of marriage. Yeah. And that... I feel sad when that happens because so I feel sad. like they've been sad. carrying that pain for that long. Right. So, um, yeah, I think it's essential to come mm-hmm. into counseling before it gets really, really bad. Yeah, that's really good. I mean, I know we're going to go to a marriage conference ourselves, I think, in October or November. Hopefully this year, yes. Yeah, so, um, so we're looking to do that. We're going to enjoy that. We're going to be able to laugh at ourselves a little bit. And, uh, you know, and grow, to, and grow and be able to communicate better because we can always, you know, grow and, you know, and mature. We know, if you ever feel like you arrive, that's not, that's not good. That's not good. I don't think we ever arrive. You know, I get a lot of clients that come with ADHD problems at the end of the school year. Their kids, you know, are failing and they come at the end of the year and we try to pull it out at the end and, and it's really challenging. And, uh, you know, so we, I know, I know it would be nice if people, when they start having some challenges or some issues that they would get help right away in fact with our own son we're getting you know getting some uh speech therapy for him you know very early so early interventions are very important and essential yes so again i believe anyone can benefit from therapy Mm -hmm. and how you really know too is when you've been struggling with something on your own for so long and you've tried to figure it out on your own through talking through friends self-help books Mm -hmm. um just pretending it might go away and that problem doesn't go away. It's always just sitting there. That's how you know you do need intervention and someone else's perspective to help you through it. Right. And also there's so many benefits to therapy. One thing is we live in this fast paced world and we don't slow down. And one thing about coming into seeing a counselor is you have to slow down and really sit with yourself and think about your feelings your issues, what's happening within your life. I think what we're in an age of there's even more distractibility mm-hmm. through the internet, cell phones, social media, Netflix, and streaming mm-hmm. that we don't slow down and actually sit and be centered with ourselves to know what we're experiencing. And so things end up blowing up because sometimes some people think they're okay and they keep going, but then they realize they have addiction mm-hmm. problems or relationship issues or they're in financial ruin and they don't know how it happened Mm. and so therapy really benefits you to slow down and to look at yourself and that's what we do is I mean one thing I do is I feel like I hold up a mirror for people to be able to look at themselves and Mm. be compassionate within themselves because some people are not that way hard on themselves very hard on themselves Mm. and also to slow down and work on self-healing and improvement because I believe we can consistently improve and become better people each stage of our lives. Yeah, that's right. That's true. That's really good. That that's good advice. You know, that for people to be proactive and not wait too long. I think I wrote an article a long time ago, you know, um, about how to get like your husband into counseling or for you know for couples and and to try to be more bold because the way that men and women communicate are different and. A lot of times, like women are, can be really, really nice about it and really sweet about it. And sometimes they need, you know, they need to communicate in a way that will get through to a guy. And so that's, you know, important too. And we'll, that's probably going to be another episode that we'll talk about how to do that. So, um, you know, there's uh, what are some symptoms that 
people could see? I mean, you know, there's depression. What are some depression symptoms that people could see that would help them go, oh, okay, this is depression. That That's what this is. And I need to get help. Like how would people, what would be those signs that they could look for? Well, there's a few. So a lot of people think of major depression, depression, and that's when usually you're laying in bed, you know, you don't see any joy or hope in life and you feel like ending your life. That's oh, an extreme form of depression. So and that sad. is someone who needs intervention immediately. Sure. But there's so many people walk around and they have what we call a low grade de- depression and they don't even realize it. So they're functioning, they're paying their bills, they have families, mm-hmm. you know, they have relationships, mm-hmm. but they're lacking the joy. Mm-hmm. They're lacking interest um, and feeling pleasure from things that mm-hmm. used to bring them that joy. Mm-hmm. Um, diet, sometimes they're eating way too much, overeating or not eating enough, undersleeping mm-hmm. or oversleeping. Mm-hmm. Lack of self-worth, just having all these negative tapes and thoughts about themselves. Those are pretty much yeah. the common symptoms of depression. Okay. Yeah, those are, those are, yeah, that's so sad for some of those people that are just walking around like that, not realizing that there's some help, you know, just be, being able to just talk to somebody, sometimes just getting out some of those thoughts and feelings out of your head and just talking with someone else that how, how therapeutic or cathartic, you know, that could be, you know, for them. Yeah. So, yes. And I, I heard this mm-hmm. a long time ago that depression is anger turned inward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there hmm. could be something that you have struggled with from your past or a relationship or a trauma or something from your childhood yeah. that you're not addressing and you're just trying to hold it within sure. that that's why depression sets in. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, with uh, ADHD, um, that also leads to depression, too, yes. if it's not being treated it, it um, successfully or it's not been diagnosed um, then it can lead to depression it can lead to defiance oppositional defiance disorder in kids and teens and can turn into a conduct disorder which basically means legal problems they get in trouble with the resource officer at school and so a lot of times people come and they've had ADHD all their life and they've had trouble focusing and and maybe they have siblings that are getting straight A's and that makes it even harder on them and they look like you know they're the black sheep in the family and they just become apathetic and And so that's, you know, um, it leads to anxiety, too, if it's not treated. So it's been interesting to, over the years, to to work with people and help them see that. And when they see it, they just have some hope, especially when they try the vitamins or the, you know, um, the supplements or medication for ADHD. Then all of a sudden it's a game changer, you know, it can really make a big difference. And and so I'm just hoping that this can help people to to get help for that as well. What about... um, what about anxiety? What are some symptoms to look for with anxiety? So anxiety has definitely increased since the pandemic and definitely with our youth. With the social know, isolation. The, te- the teenagers and the yeah. young adults. And it's basically any obsessive form of thought that stops you from progressing or doing things in your life, like being mm. social, going to college, going to school, having a mm. job. Just It's just this train of thought that just yeah. never stops. And then sometimes it's a physical sensation in your body where your heart rate is Aww. pumping and that people end up having panic attacks. Sometimes they think they're having a heart attack because mm. it really feels that way, but they're having wow. panic attacks. You know, that's the number one uh, referral to the emergency room is yeah. is people with anxiety that didn't know that they had anxiety. It's actually uh, 70% of referrals to the emergency room is somebody thinking wow. they're dying of a heart attack and they're actually just having a panic attack. 
So it's really something that that's like the biggest thing. And that was even before COVID. Yes. Yeah. So I know the isolation with COVID, especially for kids with ADHD and autism, they really got left behind. And socially, maybe they had some peripheral friends, but then when they came back after two years of isolation, they didn't know how to interact and people got addicted to porn and um, video games and drugs and alcohol during COVID. We also saw couples come together and exercise together and walk together outside because that was the only way to get together with people. Um, and, you know, getting on, on the water, or, you know, or canoeing and things like that. But, um, but then we also saw the other side where things really went dark for a lot of people. And so I know there's still a lot of those that are still needing to get some help for that with that, um, you know, the isolation. What about uh, abuse? Like what are some symptoms for like, like physical abuse or like, or sexual abuse? What do you, what do people look for for that? Well, there's general patterns of symptoms. There's not necessarily one Mm -hmm. equates that. But a lot of people that I work with, because I am a trauma therapist and I'm a trauma survivor as well, they think because that happened in my childhood, I was sexually abused in my childhood or physically abused in my childhood, I'm past that. I don't want to think about it. I moved on. I'm done. But how it ends up seeping in is through these symptoms we were talking about, Mm. depression, anxiety, low self-worth, overreaction to things, Mm. rage, relationship issues, sexual issues, addictions. I mean, it's pretty much Mm. the gamut. So I really truly believe that if there is any form of trauma from your past, Mm -hmm. it could be one incident or it could have happened several times, it has and will affect you. Mm -hmm. Your entire life, no matter how far you wanna run away from it, until you you actually address and heal and deal with the feelings associated, Mm -hmm. the grief and the loss that are, you know, that happens through trauma, then after you deal with it, those symptoms will lessen, will go away, they won't be an mm. issue. Yeah. I've worked with so many people that will come in in their 40s and 50s and they get, they're get they getting a divorce mm. and then they realize, yeah. oh, I had this trauma in my background and this has been affecting me my entire life and I never dealt with it. Wow. So when we really say, <laughs> can anyone, but who's therapy for? It's really for, I believe, anyone. Yeah. And everyone, yeah. I think I really wish that um, we had easier access to mental health services. It was more just available, mm. honestly, more affordable, more mm. acceptable, which in the society we're living in now, I feel like the stigma is mm. changing yeah. and getting better that knowing that, okay, we all have something to deal with. Right. And yeah, so I think it's for anyone. Mm. You know, I think it's one out of three people that are sexually abused and one out of five boys, I'm sorry, one out of three women mm-hmm. that are sexually abused, right? And then one out of five boys. And it's interesting that, I mean, over the years having clients that I remember sending him to a psychiatrist for medication and the, he, he asked him just right out, have you been sexually abused? And 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 that's how he we found out at 19 years old and he just kind of kept it to himself. and. Right. You know, so it's uh, it's it's prevalent. That's why you know I mentioned that statistic. So it's interesting just to ask your kids, you know, about that. I know we'll be talking about that too. Like, how do you talk to your kids about um, if somebody tries to touch you? What do you do? And so we're gonna approach those things. But uh, I know with autism, you know, we're looking for kids that are behind socially and emotionally, maybe a little quirky and fixated on things and very literal, very rigid. Um, they miss figurative speech. They miss 
like phrases like sorry charlie they don't you know they'll go hey why are you calling me charlie my name's not charlie and you know and so just trying to you know find those people um you know the those kids that are just maybe having trouble socially or they're sitting with the same kids at lunch and they're not translating to play dates or hangouts you know afterwards and they're just sitting there they don't even know what their friends have in common the kids that they sit with at the table and so that's been really fun helping those kids to to ask hey what did you do over the weekend and rewarding them for doing it and finding things in common like i went to disney oh i have disney passes and oh really well we should go together and just trying to help the kids find those connections and coaching parents on how to have those how to have plan more and more hangouts for those kids that might be behind a little bit so you know so those are some of the symptoms that we look for with adhd and autism right so there's so many different mental health conditions and problems we could talk about but Mm -hmm. we will do that specifically on later podcasts and really give tips and tools Mm -hmm. for those specific mental health issues so again you know how do you know where to go get help right what do you do now so really the the one thing is finding the right therapist for you the number one research has shown that the number one predictor of success in therapy is Mm -hmm. the relationship you have with the counselor so you want to make sure you feel connected to the person you're seeking help from Mm -hmm. as well as that they have the expertise to help you with whatever particular issue you have so for example you know we both went to school for counseling our masters and we were generalists there they did mm-hmm. not teach us you know specific interventions for all these mental health issues so when you go seek a therapist some therapists might say i treat everything well i'm going to be honest with you mm-hmm. a really good therapist has you know might have some experience in some of or some issues or variety mm-hmm. but doesn't mean they're the expert or they're exactly what you need you want to find someone that is a marriage counselor with marriage training, mm-hmm. trauma counselors with specific trauma therapies like EMDR, ART, and other things. Right. They actually have those expertise. Yes. And so at Total Life Counseling, we hire people who are experts. Mm-hmm. And so you want to make sure when you're looking for someone that you find, mm-hmm. when I look at their picture or if I you know, speak to them on the phone, do they feel like someone I can have a conversation and be real honest and vulnerable right. with? And do they have the expertise to help me with my marriage, my anxiety, mm-hmm. my ADHD, my yeah. depression, whatever that may be? Well, that's where we do a 15-minute complimentary phone call. And a lot of therapists will do that. Yes. And so that way you can you know, get vet them. And even our registered interns or our student interns, uh, we make sure they have life experience. We don't just hire them right out of graduate school. We want to make sure they have life experience. But we also train them to get these extra certifications and trainings very early on. That way they can get results and it's more affordable, as you were mentioning, trying to make it um, affordable for people. So so that's been fun, too, to, to have people at an affordable rate that can help in most cases. So that's been fun, too. So, well, guys, thank you so much for again for listening. And uh, again, this has been the Stressless Podcast by Total Life Counseling Center with Dana West and myself, Jim West, president of Total Life Counseling.